We've got a great conversation for you this week as Bar Conversations by Hops and Spirits is back. I'm your host, Jonathan Green, and joining us here in just a little bit will be country artist, uh, guy that's doing some big things, Dustin Collins. He'll be talking about what's going on, if he's recording a new album. We'll also look at uh, some of the stuff he's done in the past. Remember, you can find Hops and Spirits on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hops Spirits, all one word. And you can find the Bar Conversations podcast pretty much where podcasts are available if you need a little help. Just go to any one of those uh, social media sites, click the link. It'll take you right there. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Hops and Spirits, where we talk about beer, whiskey, spirits, you name it. We have a lot of fun. But this one is all about music this week. And joining us is Kentucky native and chart-topping country artist, Dustin Collins, who has a new song out now called Stand for the Flag. Dustin, thanks for taking some time to talk country music and your life. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Now, my first question, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I, I always like to start off with these hard hitters. I see a lot of your promotional pictures. Do you smile? Because <laughs> you always look so serious. <laughs> I try to smile, and then there were the, the, the photographers are all like, more serious. And I, I like, I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie Zoolander? That's, uh-huh. <laughs> I always feel like that. I'm like, oh, i got to shoot them blue steel right now. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I figured that's a good way to just kind of hop into things. Um, I, you know, I just said you got to release the new song. You dropped it this month. Um, it's called Stand for the Flag. What made you write it, and what was kind of the message that you wanted to have behind that song? Because I know there was uh, a point to it um, that, that you kind of wanted to make. Yeah, man. I, I grew up in small-town rural Kentucky, and... Um, a family, a whole family of veterans, everybody around here, you know, supports the troops and, and, um, everything going on with, um, you know, social justice and all that. Um, you know, and I, I totally understand, uh, why people are mad about those, those issues and stuff. But, um, I always disagreed with, you know, taking that out on the American flag because it's uh, to me, the most unifying symbol of our country. And, uh, you know, it's not the flag's fault. It's it's people's fault. And until we can look at the flag again and, and make it unified uh, across the board and everybody stand up and, you know, respect what, what the flag's about, you know, uh, the reason the U S army has it backwards on their uniform is because the flag never flies away from battle, always into it. And for me, that's what the symbolization of the flag is, is we should always be moving forward. And to me, the flag always moves forward no matter what direction it's flying. So that's kind of what I wanted to write the song about. I was going to say, I mean, do you do you always, when you're when you're writing songs, I mean, you know, looking at, at all the ones you have, I mean, whether it's something more on the serious side of things like stand for the flag or, you know, on the lighter side, like I like to drink, do you always kind of pull from maybe some personal experiences or kind of what's going on with, with life, whether that's you want to have a little bit of fun or you want to kind of hit a tough topic? Uh, yeah, uh, really to me, uh, everything that I write has some, something personal in it to me. It's, it's about my life or in the case of, I like to drink, it's definitely about my life. <laughs> I have known to drink a beer or two. Only one or two. You're socially responsible, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Only two, two or three beers. No. <laughs> That's about the time you switch over to the bourbon and things get, uh, wild and hectic. Exactly, exactly. That's when all the good stuff happens, right? All the stories you can't tell. <laughs> well, those are the stories I can't remember. 
<laughs> well, there, there you go. Now, I, you know, when when you look at your style of music, you know, you're you're a country artist, but you know, I've heard it said that you're kind of more, I don't know, of a throwback voice, but I've read a few places where they call you raw and rare. How how would you describe uh, your your style of country? Uh, I used to play in a rock band uh, before I played in country music. And I always said, uh, everybody asked about, you know, your, your sound, your country sound. I'm like, well, if I could sing any other way, I would. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's the way it comes out. So it's, uh, there's an old country song that you can only sing like you talk. And, uh, you know, I've never really been able to uh, get away from that sound of, of, of the grittiness in my voice since, uh, you know, it's always been there. And, and I, I don't know, man. I just try to keep it... Uh, Try to keep it between the lines a little bit. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I, I was gonna say, I mean, obviously, you know, you, if you grow up in rural Kentucky or rural Appalachia, really, in, anywhere, you you might have a slight accent. Uh, I mean, did did people kind of just peg you for a country guy right off the bat? I mean, or or was rock and roll more the style that you uh, really enjoyed? I mean, I, I like all music. Uh, split, you know. I, I I am capable as a listener of listening to just about anything as long as it's good. Uh, but I, I've always liked singing country because I was able to do it. <laughs> Whereas of you know, I, I can't go out and belt out like a uh, journey song or something because nobody wants to hear me caterwaul like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of all different kinds of music, but, you know, country's always been in my heart. I mean, uh, from the time I was a little kid, I loved Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, I mean, and did, you know, your upbringing in, in Kentucky kind of shape you at all with your, your style of music or even the songs that, that you wrote? Absolutely. I mean, my whole new album is basically about uh, sitting in a Kroger parking lot and drinking Bush Light. <laughs> So that was your spot. That was that was your your spot. See, ours was like a Wendy's parking lot growing up. <laughs> well, uh, we used to have a Win Dixie, and then they closed that down, so we moved to Kroger, and then the police run us off from Kroger. So they built a new Super Walmart, and by the time that was built, we didn't hang out in parking lots anymore. So it was <laughs> we had Win Dixie and Kroger, and then you know uh, that's the meeting place, and everybody you know dipped out of there to head off to uh, whatever bonfire or non-sensory you were going to get into that evening and and then you know I, I know i was reading too that you know your your family was into music did you have a love for kind of playing music at a young age or uh, were you more interested in those uh, matchbox cars until you know you started to go hey was that what does that do and what does that do like i read man i, I yeah i i love I don't know. When I was a little kid in the, and I had to go to the studio with my dad or whatever, I'd be sitting there and I'm like, I don't want to be in here because you got to be quiet and you can't move and you're not supposed to touch anything. So it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's a great place for a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so we, we'd hang out in there. And then uh, I started playing guitar when I was like 10 or 11. And uh, and as, as I get got better at playing guitar, I, you know, I played with my dad and played with, you know, other people, you know, at, at different events or whatever. And eventually, you know, you, you become 15, 16, you play that, those first crucial shows in your life where you're like, okay, I'm stuck doing this forever now. And it's never going to go away because now you're hooked. And then obviously, I mean, uh, I'm sure that, that bug bit you pretty hard because you were 
well, I'm sure you still are, maybe not right at this exact second with uh, COVID going on, but you were a road warrior. I mean, you would play bars, honky-tonks, fairs, festivals. Uh, what what was that like, traveling all over, just trying to you know cut your teeth, make a, a name for yourself? Well, we still are road warriors, and we're proud of it, man. We That's... Uh... You know, in a world full of social media and, and live streaming and stuff like that, uh, to me, there's no exception uh, to going out and putting on a show with your band and getting to play for actual people and meeting people. And, um, you know, during COVID, it took it, it took the whole industry by surprise. And it's really, I think, going to change forever the way we are having to do things. Um, but on the other hand... Um, we're still going to go out and play and we're still going to go meet those people and we're still going to get out there. And, you know, I'm not a person that's going to live in fear of anything, you know, mask up and and get out there and uh, take your hand sanitizer and you go meet your folks because that's our job. Because without those people out there that you meet and buy your music and buy your CDs and your uh, your koozies and T-shirts, man, you don't have a job. I was going to say, I mean, obviously I know some people took different paths during you know the early stages of, of the the pandemic you know some were doing the the virtual shows others you know i talked to uh, justin wells on a previous episode and he's like i couldn't do virtual because i want to be in front of people that's where i you know i get my energy from from the fans what what route did you kind of take there there early on were you just kind of waiting to see what you could do or were you doing a little bit of virtual stuff uh we did a little bit of it but uh, i i think to you know go back and uh touch on what uh he said is is those couple of live stream things that we did i i couldn't make myself do i felt weird um you know i I was sitting in front of a camera and can't communicate or see anybody and so much of a live performance to me is uh feeding off the audience and you know and they're at your mercy on what you want to play in a live stream. And, and whenever you're out there playing, you can kind of judge, you know, if you play a bad song, they're going to be like, Ugh. so you can switch it up and change your set list around. But, um, you know, you're, I've never been a numbers driven person where you're, you're, um, you're counting, counting the streams and the numbers and stuff. I'd, you know, I'd rather have a show of 25 to 30 people that are just having a rocking time and you sell 25, 30 CDs and t-shirts and that they're going to check your music out every time you drop something, then they'll play for 500 people on a live stream. And then, uh, you know, at that point you're risking hateful, terrible comments because people on the internet are, you know, mean, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and you're just, you're just putting yourself out there on a whole different level on that live stream. And, uh, we've always done since the Facebook Live app came out, we've always done Facebook Lives. So uh, I, I had no reason to, you know, stray. I said, okay, we'll do our weekly thing like we always do and um, take this time to step back, choose a path of where we're going and get down to writing and uh, get on a new album. So uh, that's what, I think that's kind of the path we all decided to take and really uh, – put our time into practicing getting better at what we do trying new things and putting a better show together for when we get to go back and then you know i I know too that you know during your time as a road warrior you you were able to open up for some bigger names whether that was you know a chris jansen a kane brown granger smith 
what what's it like to open up for those guys and are you able to ever you know pick pick their brains a little bit you know because obviously this industry's tough it's it's a lot of hard work were you ever able to you know learn learn a thing or two from the folks that you got to play with um out on the road Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tanya Tucker is a sweetheart. Uh, getting to play and open up for her, you know, she she's always uh, we we shared uh, some of the same, uh, you know, support personnel and publicist and and things like that. So I learned a lot just from watching her on stage and the way she is and the way she is with fans. And uh, Aaron Watson probably was the uh, the biggest influence on how I conduct my shows. It was the first major tour we'd been on, and out there watching them do their show i mean it was like electric every single night and they worked like clockwork and every show was perfect and he held such a high standard out on the road that it was just incredible to watch and step back and be like man we are nowhere close to where these guys are <laughs> and uh you know he pulled me aside one show and said you know you need to be the first one in here and the last one to leave he said every night and you make sure none of your fans ever go home without getting their money's worth out of their out of the show that they came to watch and i I really took that to heart uh about every show we do is just try to make sure that everybody uh is you know if they paid to come in there you're you're giving them you know the value of what they worked hard and decided to spend their friday or saturday night with you hanging out as opposed to going to do something else and and you touched on this a, a little earlier too um, you know, times that have, have changed a little bit and you're able to kind of pull back a little bit, re- reevaluate things. You also uh, mentioned that you're back in the studio again. So I'm guessing you are working on a new album since you, you last dropped. It's been a while in uh, 2018. Yeah, man, we've but we put out like uh, three uh, EPs, you know, five, six songs uh, over the years. And uh, this year we decided we're going to go for the the full on daddy we're gonna do a whole 10 songs and uh knock it out that way and and see what happens with the full album we got a great writers writing with me i've been writing a lot of stuff on my own and um got some new producers coming in to work with us and uh we're just gonna see that may try to make the best country music album we possibly can in the time that we've got to do it I mean, are you 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 mentioned it a little bit earlier? Are you pulling from those Kentucky roots on on this one? Is it going to be a little bit kind of like you know uh, standing for the flag, or, or or what 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 little tidbits can can you give us uh, you know to keep us you know right there on the edge of our seat? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, we got a song in there that we're working on. Not sure, you know, we've not even selected the songs yet. We're still writing them, so it's like um, uh, I got a song we're working on called Rowdy. That's basically you know about my time growing up uh being a you know senior age kid in in rural kentucky all the way till you're like 22 23 and you're still you're still in your rowdy years of uh you know acting like a heathen and uh that that that's the kind of drift that we're going with uh you know I've, I've not done any i've never done really any love songs or heartbreak ballads or anything on any it's always been either fun or you know up-tempo stuff and we're really going to try to dig in deeper and uh really try to explain my life through music the best way i possibly can um you you recently well i think it was last year you dropped um i like to drink which i believe just hit the million streams mark this summer um 
is that that one of those that you know you obviously you, you, we touched on this you, you you enjoy one or two two beers and that's it and then you're you're not not crazy or anything after that but <laughs> is that is that one of those songs that just kind of you know came out at a perfect time a little summer jam and maybe even for for nowadays too you know all right i've never told the true story of i like to drink ever <laughs> i was sitting on the couch and i i was talking to my girlfriend and i was like hey uh, I, I'm not going to say what song it is, but it was number one on the radio. And I was like, this is the dumbest song I have ever heard in my life. I was like, it's God awful. So, uh, I said, I'm going to write an awful, terrible song. <laughs> and, and I don't know why it hit me as awful and terrible, but it was just that I like to drink. I mean, the most corny line you could ever think. And then I, I got it all wrote, and I was like, you know what? That's not half bad. <laughs> and I sent it to uh, I sent it to the producer, and I sent it to a buddy of mine. He's like, you got to cut that now. And I was like, see, I told you, fifteen minutes, you can write, you know, just the corniest country song, and everybody will love it. And it's it just kind of got to me that to like you know that um, it's all about the beat. You know, you put a good backbeat, and you sing about things people like to do. You're gonna have a hit song in your hands. Uh, I love it. Uh, I, I love it. it, it did, did Bonfire uh, song kind of come that way way too? I mean, I feel like you got a summer anthem. You got like a fall and spring anthem when you just want to be out there, you know, out, out in the field somewhere or even in your backyard. Man, Bonfire songs is actually like six or seven years old. And uh, I had no thoughts about cutting it at all. Uh, I think we had sent it through the publishing company to uh, Florida Georgia Line and a few other bands and they passed on it and um you know they's like it's a good song but uh, not good for us <laughs> and i was like okay so uh we we got on it and uh just decided that you know colt ford decided that he you know would cut a couple bars on it and we're like let's let's let her rip and see what happens with it and uh i'm glad we did because that's a lot of people's uh favorite song now you know and and it's one that i kind of look past and just sometimes even forget to play in the set uh, until somebody's like, "Hey, bonfire songs," I'm like, "Oh yeah, that song." <laughs> I was gonna say, no, I, I love that one. I, you know, especially now, you know, with with uh, you know the temperatures getting a little cooler, and you know, Friday, Saturday night, you get a fire going. That that's a perfect song to be uh, and and enjoying an adult beverage. Uh, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like a like a beer commercial song. I mean, hey, I I feel like all those people that pass on it should be ashamed of themselves because that's it's a really good song, and like I said, it's it's a song you can pretty much listen to any time of the year, and it makes perfect sense. Well, I I you know I I don't see you know anybody that passes on songs. I mean, they get I I know because I get sent so many songs, and you know if it just don't really hit you, you know you you just. You just don't, you know, you know, it doesn't register with you. You you don't want to take the song. And, you know, I had second thoughts about cutting that one as well. And um, like I said, I'm glad we did because it's, you know, really gotten out there and, and done a lot for us. It's helped us out a little bit. Um, uh, you know, you, you've always, as an artist, you got your favorite, absolute favorite songs that you play. And then you got, you know, the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> We, we no, you love every song equally. They're like kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Anybody that says that is lying. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody has that one song that they're like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." 
And, uh, well, and I'm sure they have have every now and then one kid that they're like, uh oh. But no, um, no, yeah, nobody ever, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever says it because nobody wants to have the, their artist to the, say their favorite song and be like, oh man, I hate that song. And they're like, God, he hates my favorite song. So you you never, you know, you, I I like them all. You know, if they make it on an album, I, I like them enough to to get them on there. Because uh, there's some stuff in my notebook, I just go back and I'm like, "Who wrote that? That's awful! Stop that!" You know. Well, that's what that's uh with time. With time, everything gets a little little bit better, right? Oh yeah, but I still do it. I mean, I'll write something today. I'll be like, "Oh, that's clever," and then three days later, I'll go back and look and be like, "You're dumb. Don't write that stuff down." <laughs> now, now, one song that I, I will say probably you like, and and uh, it might be your most popular song. Uh, is Cold Dead Hands. And uh, I think Music Matters uh, magazine called it the Southern Blend of Tracy Lawrence and Aaron Lewis. Uh, that's kind of a unique combination right right there. Uh, what, what's that like when you get some praise like that and then, but also to be able to write a song uh, like Cold Dead Hands? Man, that's, it's every, every, every review we get, every, you know, I'm just thankful people take the time out to uh, actually listen to the songs. So, and when I get compared to heroes like that you know it it just it tears me up sometimes like tracy lawrence is my all-time favorite country singer ever so it, that that was a big review for me and I, I think i smiled for like a week after reading <laughs> that and then uh cold dead hands man i don't even know what happened when i wrote that song i just looked down on pen and paper and 10 minutes later i had this song and i was like uh-oh now we got something because <laughs> i mean it come out real fast and I played it. I think I did a Facebook live immediately after I did it. And I think the Facebook live, and at this time, this is a big deal for me because we didn't have, but like had very few followers and stuff on Facebook. And I, I put it out there and it got like 30,000 views on a Facebook live. And I was like, holy crap, this is a song that we need to record. And uh, since then it's been, uh, you know, I never get tired of playing that one. I mean, we, we, smoke that sucker up we've done live on the live version we've done extended the guitar solos like five minutes so it's like our free bird at the end of the night and hey, nothing nothing wrong with, wrong with that at all and then I, I was also reading uh, too that uh someone uh compared you to you know luke bryan as, as an heir apparent there to his throne with the barn i, I feel like you, you get compared to some interesting people <laughs> uh, here that I, I don't feel like those are the same exact uh path there you know you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know that last record we did was it was like i call it the adhd album because it was all over the place i mean you got like a country rap song you've got cold dead hands and then like this like bro country ballad thing the barn and then like a real independent feeling you know song pieces out there that you know so the, the album was just not it, it wasn't consistent. Everything was just all over the place. And uh, that's what I told everybody this time. I was like, look, we have to make a consistent album, something that, you know, sounds straight, the same style all the way through. We, Cause I just, you know, I, I picked songs that I liked and I wanted to play and they all ended up on the album. And um, you know, everybody, you got so many different kinds of fans. And when you do that, it's, it's really hard to like try to, you know, get songs out that all of them are going to like, because then you'll record something, release, and they're like, oh, I hate that. But, you know, other people will love it. And then you're you're stuck trying to make everybody happy. And uh, I think for this album, I, I figure that if I make myself happy and I really dig in and, and 
you know, get back to my, my roots, where I'm from and who I am as a person. I think this album's going to reflect, you know, me as an artist more than, you know, just writing songs and, and picking the ones I think are the coolest. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, you, you've been at this now for, you know, a, a good while. Is that just something that comes with, with time where, where you learn little things and pick up things along the way? Absolutely. <laughs> you, that's definitely something you got to learn. Um, and, uh, you know, I've had some great mentors in my life that's helped me along the way. Uh, um, guys, uh, that's wrote big, big hit songs that I write with all the time. And they, you know, they kind of pointed me in the direction of like, you know, you know, you're a, you're a baby artist coming out now and you don't really know what you're doing. You're just throwing stuff out to the wall to see what sticks. And uh, I think since 2018, we've dug in to really try to find who I am as an artist and really put that together to, you know, find your definite sound. And I think coming out with uh, the Stanford, Stanford, the flag, you know, it kind of takes you back to cold dead hands a little bit. And, uh, you know, right there, that's in my true style of, of, you know, what we're really good at, what I'm good at as a singer and a writer and what uh, my band is good at as, as players. And then for, for those that want to, you know, follow you, keep up with things, you know, maybe catch a show, get some merchandise, how can they do that? Uh, you can go to www.dustincollinsmusic.com or you can hit me on Instagram at Dustin Collins Official and Facebook backslash Dustin Collins Music. And if you're into that Twitter kind of stuff, uh, <laughs> we're at Dustin Collins 88. And like now, there's a t- now we have a TikTok, by the way. I'm supposed to plug Ooh. this TikTok. If I don't, I'm going to get yelled at. So <laughs> here's, here's, let me, I don't even know the TikTok. So I'm, I'm getting on here. <laughs> at Dustin Collins official is what my TikTok is. We are now up to 24 followers and 53 likes on TikTok. Well, you're just going to have to do some crazy video, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I feel like everything's been done on here already. I go scrolling through here, and I'm like, man, uh, you know, I don't dance that much, so that's kind of out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what you need to do, you know, break out that break out of that comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're probably not going to dance. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's against, like, uh, the TikTok policies, but I've got, like, a bunch of Tannerite and a whole bunch of guns. So I figure <laughs> I could just, like, do a series on blowing stuff up. Hey, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I think people will watch it. I mean, I would watch it. But. Absolutely. I mean, who, who doesn't love that? I mean, especially when you just need to take out a little frustration, right? <laughs> well, basically, if, if I get banned from TikTok, it's not going to hurt my feelings that bad. <laughs> oh, Dustin, I, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm really looking forward to, to the, the album that's going to drop. And, and, folks, if you have not listened to him yet, please do. Stand for the Flag is a really great song. And whether you like, I like to drink cold dead hands, the barn, whatever floats your boat there. Uh, it's, it's really enjoyable to listen to. And it's Dustin, like a Neapolitan uh, country music album. And, and, but you know what? It works. It does. <laughs> Thank well, you. Dustin, man, I really appreciate it. I, I really appreciate you having me. Uh, absolutely. It was great talking to Dustin Collins, uh, country, uh, music guy. That's just doing some big things. You really need to check him out. If you haven't, don't forget to check out our past bar conversations episode, like with country music duo Everett. 
Kentucky singer-songwriter Justin Wells and author Wesley Brown, who wrote Hillbilly Hustle. Those are all available and out now. Just search for Bar Conversations by Hops and Spirits. If you need a little help, find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Hops Spirits, all one word, and then just click on the links, and it'll take you right there, and you won't ever miss an episode. Until next time, cheers, everyone. <laughs>